Do you long to know God better? In his book, The God You May Not Know, Pastor David Jeremiah walks readers through how to develop intimacy with God, discover his character, and encounter God's holiness. For a gift of any amount to Turning Point, you'll receive this inspiring book. Gifts of $55 or more will receive The Knowing Set, and gifts of $75 or more will receive The God You May Not Know Set. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca. Volatile personalities make you feel like you're always walking on eggshells around them. Aren't you glad God isn't like that? Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah continues his look at the unchanging nature of God, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. From The God You May Not Know, here's David with the conclusion of his message, Knowing a Changeless God. And I want to thank you for joining us today as we continue our journey Uh, We're talking about the attributes of God. This is a little theology for all of us together, taking all the scriptures that are available to us and putting them together in a theological construct so that we can learn about the attributes of God. We've talked about his holiness and his faithfulness, and we're in the midst of learning about his changelessness. God never changes. He is the same. Uh, His son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is described as the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God himself says, I am God, I change not. He's always the same. And that confidence is so strong when you get to know him. And it's one of the great attributes that we embrace when we become Christians. So let me tell you how you can get the book from which this whole series has been originated. It's a book called The God You May Not Know, It's 263 pages of teaching on the attributes of God. When you send a gift of any size, all you have to do is ask for the book, and we'll have it in the mail to you before you know it. Today, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday as we now look at part two of Knowing a Changeless God. I have more information about an event that's coming your way, perhaps, and hope you'll stay with us through this time as we teach the Word of God together We'll be back in a few moments with some more information about Turning Point. But right now, focus your attention on the changeless God. Whenever you are troubled and distressed and under pressure and anxious and angry or in need of guidance, the proper God-given strategy is to turn off all the noise, open your Bible, prayerfully read it and study it, and ask God to give you a promise upon which you can stand. You say, what if I don't run into one? There's 7,000 of them. You'll run into one. (laughs) If you keep reading and studying your Bible, you'll find the very promise you need. Interpret it wisely. Do whatever it says in terms of its conditions. Focus your mind on it. Look at your problem through the lens of that promise. To grow stronger in our faith, we must focus our mental energy on the unfailing promises of God, on the unchangeable God who is behind those promises. I love what the Apostle Peter said about these promises. He called them exceedingly great and precious. And they are. They're exceedingly great and precious. There was a man who owned a company And he was a Christian man, and he had a young laborer who worked for him who was also a Christian. And this owner began to notice that this young man who was a Christian was handling life a whole lot better than he was. 
They went through some trouble and some difficulty, and it was tearing apart the owner. But the young man who came to work just came every day with a smile on his face and never seemed to be moved at all by what was happening. And one day, the owner couldn't take it any longer, and he went to his young employee, and he said, what is it with you, sir? He said, you don't seem to be bothered by anything. He said, well, the secret is the promises of God. He said, well, I have them too. I stand on the promises of God. He said, that's your problem. He said, you can't stand on them. You've got to lay down on them and hold on to them with both hands and embrace them. He said, if you stand on them, the wind can blow you off of them. But if you hang on with both hands and you hug it with all your, you've got to hug your promises, he said. And that's not a bad truth. It's not just read it once and say, well, there it is. And take that promise to heart. Put your arms around it. Hug it to your soul. And God will meet your need. Not only are God's promises unchanging, so are his purposes. Did you know that when God created you, he already knew what you were going to be like because he saw you before the foundation of the world and his purpose for you was already in his mind. There's no one here that doesn't have a purpose from God. You may not feel very purposeful. You may not feel very close to God. But if you're a Christian, if you know Jesus Christ, if you've accepted Christ, Almighty God has a purpose for your life. And it's your responsibility to find out what that is. He's not going to send you an email. You have to get in the Word of God and find out what God is up to in your life. It's part of the growth that you go through. His plans were established for you before the foundation of the world. And his intentions and decrees don't evolve with more knowledge. God reminded his exiled prophet Ezekiel that nothing about the divine plan for Israel had changed. Even though the Babylonians had destroyed the city of Jerusalem... In Ezekiel 24, verse 14, in the midst of all of this, here are the words of God. I, the Lord, have spoken it. It shall come to pass, and I will do it. I will not hold back. And to Isaiah, the Lord was equally emphatic. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand And I will do all my pleasure. I will bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. As humans, we have a hard time understanding this because let me tell you what we are. We're not immutable. We're improvisers. We improvise. I mean, we start cooking supper and we don't have only ingredients and so we improvise. How's that turn out? We create a business plan, but we forget there's some obstacles out there that we didn't see, so we improvise. We form a game plan for our team, but the opponents call an audible and run a trick play, so we improvise. But God never improvises. He already knows all the contingencies, and his providence marches toward his goals and his immutable decrees. Perhaps you're saying, well, I've read the Bible, Dr. Jeremiah, and I've read some verses, and i got some questions. If you ever hang around young people, especially college-age kids, they know where all these places are. Somebody told them. They didn't read it in their devotional time. They heard it from some ungodly professor in the school they go to. They love to bring up all the things that they don't understand about the Bible. Most of the time when they do that, all they're doing is revealing their own ignorance. If they approach the subjects they supposedly teach with the same carelessness with which they approach the Bible, they would be out of a job within a few weeks. But here are some of the things that you hear when you talk about the changeless nature of God. 
Does not the Bible tell us that God changes his mind? For instance, when God saw the wickedness of the world before the flood, he was sorry that he had made man on the earth. Or this one is the one we're going to talk about. The prophet Jonah delivered his message to the people of Nineveh. Here was his message. Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And yet when you read Jonah chapter 3, God spared Nineveh. Did God change his mind? Well, there's an awful lot you could say about that. One of the things you need to know about God is that sometimes we misunderstand God because we don't realize that God is expressing himself to us in the best way that we can possibly understand him. What do I mean? God is spirit. And we don't know any spirits. At least it's not healthy if we do. (laughs) But God communicates himself to us in terms that we as humans can understand. Let me give you an illustration of that. In Isaiah 59.1, we read these words. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Now, let me ask you a question, class. Do spirits have a hand and an ear? Of course not. The Bible says that God is spirit, yet he speaks of his hand and his ear. He's expressing his truth in human terms to enable our understanding. Our almighty God, through his word, inspired by the Holy Spirit, has condescended to describe himself to us in terminology we can comprehend. When the Bible speaks of God changing his mind, it simply means he is implementing his plan as he always intended, though sometimes it seems to us his actions are at variance with what we would expect. Now let's go back to the story of Jonah. What do you say when people say to you, well, God told the people of Nineveh that he was going to destroy them, and then we found out that he didn't do that. Did God change his mind? And I answer it like this. God's threat to wicked Nineveh was not unqualified and unconditional. God did not go to the king on the throne of Nineveh hearing Jonah's message and the parliament as it meant to discuss what might happen and the women as they wept at the well and the beggars as they wondered what to do. He did not go to them and say, it doesn't matter how you change your ways, you repent deeply or cry for mercy and destroy your idols and trust in me, I am still gonna nuke you. God did not say that. If God had treated them after their repentance in the same way as he was going to treat them in their cruelty and contempt, then God would have been an implacable and unjust God. I mean, why had he bothered to go to such lengths to get Jonah by hook or by crook, by storm or by whale, to come and preach to them if he intended just to destroy them? Why not simply kill a lot of them? This means that God is always consistent that he is always the same, that whatever happens in life, it is not God who is on the changing end of it, it is man. It is like the sun that hardens clay and melts butter. Is it the sun's fault that that happens? No, it's the character and quality of the object. If God had destroyed Nineveh after they repented, he would have disqualified himself as God. His mercy and his justice would have been destroyed. He is changeless. He is always the same. He will always do the right thing. That is the consistency of the God that we serve. 
So don't let any would-be skeptic blow you off course because the Bible is true. And if you just take a little extra time, you can figure it out. 1 Samuel 15, 29 puts it this way. The strength of Israel will not lie nor relent, for he is not a man that he should relent. The unchangeableness of God means that God always does what's right, always. In other words, God's immutability is God's absolute consistency. You can depend on God. You can trust in him. He will always do what is right. And then his provisions are unchangeable. And I like this one best of all because I have needs like you do. We like to know that we have a God up there who cares about all that. Is he going to be fair? Here's what the Bible says in James 1.17. Every good endowment that we possess and every complete gift that we have received comes from above, from the Father of all lights with whom there is never the slightest variation or shadow of inconsistency. God is unchangeable, and his grace never diminishes. From his hand comes one blessing after another. Are we blessed or are we blessed? The same God who provided a spring of water for Hagar, created streams in the desert for the Israelites, brought bread by ravens for Elijah, delivered fish on the Galilean hillside, and food for the widows in the book of Acts. He's the God who will provide for you. He's the father of lights, the maker of stars. He knows how to meet our needs, and he always is faithful when we trust him. And you know what I love about God? He is full of surprises. Can I get a witness? God does things so differently that every once in a while we just, where'd that come from? Don Gleaves is a Gideon worker who was distributing Bibles in the Ukraine back in 1994, and there was this man who was driving him around from one area to another, and they were several hours away from society, and out in the middle of nowhere, their car broke down. The distributor cap had broken apart, and there was no way to fix it. So Don and the driver got out of the car, and they were standing on the side of the road praying, and a car passed them and pulled over. This guy gets out, walks back to them, and without saying a word, hands them a distributor cap. It fit perfectly. The man didn't say a word, didn't take any money, got in his car and left. You say, does that ever happen? Well, it happened. I'm reading to you a true story. I just received a letter from a man who watches this on television. His name is Justin. And he wrote to tell me how the Jeremiah Study Bible saved his life. He said, Dear Dr. Jeremiah, I'm a recovering drug addict. I bought a copy of the study Bible when you were in Indianapolis a few years ago. A fellow addict tried stabbing me one night with a knife. It was cold, and I had that study Bible under my jacket. It took the knife for me. The study Bible is dead, but I'm doing fine. God does things in his own way, in his own time, yet we still need to be faithful and do our part. We need to work as we can, remain diligent in all that we do, but only God can truly provide for us in the ways that we need provision. And all of us have our stories, don't we? If we just stop down right now and everybody, tell me your story, tell me your story of God's provision, every one of us would have something to say in the way God has helped us. And here's the good news, men and women. The same God who provided for the heroes of the Bible is caring for you. I love to think that the God who hears my cries for help 
is the same God who heard Daniel and David and Peter and Paul and all the rest of the people that I love to study in my Bible. The same God. His promises are unchangeable. His purposes are unchangeable. His provisions are unchangeable. And his personality is unchangeable. Let me just say this right up front. This is one of my favorite things about this point. God is never in a bad mood. Do you know anybody like that? You're not married to one. I know that for sure. God never has a bad day. There's never a place where you need to stop and say, well, let's wait until next week. Maybe God will be doing better by then. Our Lord possesses the same wisdom, grace, benevolence, compassion, power, glory, and attitude as he did when he walked on this earth. You know how I know that? Because Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We change, but God does not change. When we are afflicted and overwhelmed and complaining, when we can't sleep and we're encircled by our enemies, we have to turn our eyes to him who is always the same, whose years have no end. Let me just add one little thought for all of us who are believers today. I hope you will grab hold of this. The Christian knows no change in regard to God. Listen to me. You may be rich today and poor tomorrow, You may be sick today and well tomorrow. You may be happy today and distressed tomorrow, but there is no change with regard to your relationship with God. God is not affected by riches or poverty, by sickness or wellness. If you are God's child, you are with him. If he loved you yesterday, he loves you today. You are neither better nor worse in God than you ever were. Let all your prospects be blighted. Let all your hopes be blasted. Let all your joy be withered. You haven't lost anything with what you have in God because your relationship with God is above and beyond all of that other stuff that I mentioned. When our world spins too fast and changes too much, We need to contemplate the immutability of our God. His promises, his purposes, his provision, his personality cannot change. And there's one last thought. His prophecies cannot change either. And I'm not talking about the promises that I mentioned at the early part of this message. I wish I could tell you that there is no dark side to the immutability of God. But there is. I would be less than faithful if I didn't tell you about it. Just as God does not change one word of his promise, you need to know that if you reject him, you will go to a Christless eternity when you die. His justice and judgment are unchanging. His warnings are consistent throughout the scripture. At the beginning of the Bible, he told Adam and Eve that if they disobeyed him, you shall surely die. In the middle of the Bible, we read, the soul who sinneth shall die. Jesus warned in John 8, 24, that if you reject him, you will die in your sins. In Romans 6, 23, Paul wrote, the wages of sin is death. Near the end of the Bible, James describes how sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. At the final pages of Revelation, at the judgment before God's great white throne, we read, anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now listen to me carefully and hear my heart. I am so excited to tell you about the promises of God that never fail. 
but I am also frightened that if you do not listen to me, you will think that it's only the good promises of God that do not fail. When God tells us what happens when we reject him, he keeps his word at the same rate as keeping his word with his positive promises. He never can lie. God could not tell you these things will happen to you if you reject him and then not do them. The whole message of scripture is bound up in God's wonderful plan to reconcile humanity with himself. He wants all of us to be in heaven with him. It is his desire that we become a part of his forever family and spend eternity in heaven with our creator. In Malachi chapter 3, we read these words, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Change and decay all around us, but we have a changeless God. If you're a Christian today and you know him, put your arms around him today in your time of devotion. Read his word and rejoice and give him thanks that he is the one on whom you count. If you're not a Christian, take this moment to think seriously about your life. God loves you. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you on the cross so that you could be forgiven of your sin and get out from under those negative things that God said and get over on the side of God's good promise for your life. One thing for sure, everything is going to change, and the change is going to come faster and faster. And some of these changes are going to shock us, and some will encourage us. But if you know the unchanging God, you are ready for whatever happens. Lloyd Douglas was the author of The Robe, and when he was a university student, he lived in a boarding house. Downstairs on the first floor of that boarding house was an elderly retired music teacher. He was very infirm and could not leave his apartment. Douglas took a liking to this man, and every morning they had a ritual they would go through together. Lloyd Douglas would come downstairs, and he would open the man's door and ask him, Well, sir, what's the good news today? And the old man would pick up his tuning fork and tap it on the side of his wheelchair and hold it up and say, that's middle C. It was middle C yesterday. It will be middle C tomorrow. And it will be middle C a thousand years from now. The tenor upstairs sings flat. The piano across the hall is out of tune. But my friend, this is middle C and that's the good news for today. <laughs> and I want to tell you, Jesus Christ is my middle C. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The world in which I live is out of tune. The prognosticators got it all wrong. Everything I look at seems messed up, but I take my tuning fork and I thrust it against the hard surface and I remind myself, my God is my middle C. And he's yours too. We serve and love an unchanging God. And you know, friends, it's so important for us to remember that God does not uh, 
adapt to our circumstances. That's one of the things that's happening today in many churches even where they're bending the truth of God to meet some of the requirements that society seems to be making upon them. God doesn't change. And if we're followers of God, we shouldn't change either. That doesn't mean we should be unbending and unkind people, but that it means we should stand strong and not be ashamed of what we believe and not bend when the pressure comes. And that's what we're trying to do here at Turning Point by sounding sea every day from this uh, radio program. Well, tomorrow we're going to talk about knowing a powerful God. That's one we'll all look forward to. We need the power of God in our lives, and we're going to find out how powerful He really is tomorrow uh, as we begin two days of discussion on the omnipotence of God, the power of God. Don't forget you can get a copy of the book from which this series originates. When you send a gift of any size, all you have to do is ask for the book. Just say, please send me the book about knowing God, and we'll have it in the mail to you before you know it. And don't forget the rally in Boise, Idaho on the 20th of April. That's coming up in just a few days. We'll be at the Extra Mile Arena on April the 20th, and you can get tickets to come and be with us. The tickets are free, but you must have a ticket. And so just go to davidjeremiah.org tour, and you can order the tickets you will use. We'll make the arrangements so that you get the tickets. Most of all, be sure and come and be with us that night for a great night of worship and teaching and fellowship and uh, encouragement uh, as we look around and realize we don't walk this journey alone. There are many of us who love Jesus and we're together. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Our message today originated from Shadow Mountain Community Church and senior pastor, Dr. David Jeremiah. We'd love to hear how this ministry is impacting your walk. So please write to Turning Point for God of Canada, P.O. Box 18098, RPO, Tawasin, Delta, B.C., V4L2M4. Visit our website at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio or call 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of David's book, The God You May Not Know, and take the journey from knowing about God to knowing God. It's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also download the free Turning Point mobile app for your smartphone or tablet or search in your app store for the keywords Turning Point Ministries to access our programs and resources. Visit davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue the series The God You May Not Know on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. In all we do each day, Dr. David Jeremiah and Turning Point work to make a global impact for the kingdom of God. But we can't do it alone. That's where Bible Strong Partners come in. These loyal monthly supporters form the foundation of Turning Point allowing Dr. Jeremiah to teach the whole counsel of God. Partnering with Turning Point enables you to share in the eternal impact of this ministry, leading people to Christ through our media and printed resources, multiplying Bible teaching broadcasts, presenting the gospel around the globe, and strengthening the saints. In appreciation for your partnership, Turning Point wants to provide you with exclusive monthly resources and study guides, member-only communications, an on-demand library of study content, and so much more. Are you ready to see what the Lord will do? Let's expect to change the world together. Go to davidjeremiah.ca slash BibleStrong to become a BibleStrong partner today. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash BibleStrong. 
Mickey Cohen was a famous American gangster who professed to have accepted Christ. But months later, there had been no change in his life. He was still Mickey Cohen, the gangster. When confronted, he explained that Christian athletes and businessmen continued their vocations after becoming a Christian. Why couldn't there be a Christian gangster? When the biblical concept of repentance was introduced to him, he disavowed any interest in Christianity. Jesus had strong words about counting the costs of following him. Like a builder or military leader who decides beforehand what the costs will be, so should anyone who wants to follow Christ. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover how God blesses repentance on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today.